Ladies and gentlemen, Hello, gamers. It's me, your host of Gone Gold, Andrew Street, and it's that special time of the year again. It's time to put aside the horrible takes, the Twitter rants, and the controversies, and give out the most important awards for hashtag video games, the Gordos. So get ready for a night of memes and dreams as we take you through our thoughts on this fucking year in video games that is 2020. Now remember, the only thing more important than Gordo himself tonight is you, dear gamers and listeners. So pull up a hot pilk, throw it into your finest gamer mug, throw it on a Samu Wood Goods coaster, etsy.com backslash Samu Wood Goods, promo code Gordos will get you nothing. Sit tight, enjoy the show, and we'll see you soon. Some people call me the space cowboy. Desperado, rough rider. No, you don't want nada, nada. There's six gun in this, brother running this. Buffalo, 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 no, 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 no. Hey all you gamers, it's Judge, Jury, and Executioner Sam Kingma here, and today I am honored to be presenting the Gordo for the Gone Gold Panel's Best Non-2020 Video Games. 2020 was a very long year, and with being stuck inside, I got a good opportunity to experience and replay a ton of classic games. But perhaps my personal favorite game I replayed in 2020 was Jet Set Radio Future, an Xbox original exclusive that's easily a top 5 favorite game of mine. Its aesthetics and soundtrack are 10 out of 10, and the gameplay is extremely fun. I highly recommend you emulate it if you can. But enough about me. Without further ado, here are your honorable nominees for the best non-2020 video game. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Sam Kingma. And thank you always. To the judge, jury, and executioner. This is the Gordo for the best non-2020 game. The game we enjoyed wasn't released in 2020. We played a lot of non-2020 games. At least I did. Let's talk about them. There is Before we get into this, I've got the list of games everyone put down here. Not a single one of us put down Among Us. I was going to ask, actually, if that qualifies as non-2020, or are we going by, like, Jeff Keighley's rules? No, that get- I thought about that, too. It's a non-2020 game in the rules that we apply. Yeah, okay. Uh, and it's a game that I think I would have put on here. Had I, I thought more about it, maybe it is maybe a runner-up for me. I think I had incre- we had incredible amounts of fun. I don't know that I've laughed as hard. Uh as I have on anything as playing among us, uh, all of us together. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. But Sam. Yes. What are you thinking? What's your non 2020 Gordo going to Andy? Let's go to a time before I think everyone, but me and Cass were born the year 1990. 
Super Mario mm-hmm. World comes out for the Super Nintendo. Uh, and games have been all downhill since then. Uh, I think this is honestly one of, if not the greatest platformer of all time, if not one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo uh, is really just an incredible game. I spent the good a good part of like the, I think a little bit pre-COVID into like the beginning of the pandemic, learning how to speed run this game. Um, and I don't know, it was just so much, it was just so much fun to play and beat and, you know, challenge myself. So there's that. This makes me think that we should have done this category in the past so that all of the beloved games that we love could get Gordos. Super Mario World, it deserves a Gordo. It does. Miyamoto is going to be so happy. Mm. (laughs) It's in the mail, buddy. Elmer. Yes. What are you thinking? (laughs) Okay. So I have an answer, but I have another answer that I started one of these games before in December, but I finished it this last weekend. Can I pick that game to be my winner? I don't see yes. why not. It's it's not going to get any love at the end of 2021. So. Okay. Assassin's Creed Unity is one of the most impressive games I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cassidy's <laughs> fucking face right now. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a Randy Pitchford right there. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Unity is so fucking impressive, especially in the context of you know, overthinking the disappointment of a cyberpunk's world, right? Like the world's amazing and all, but you know, we were hypercritical of it this year. And just with that in mind, I was appreciating so much just about Assassin's Creed's world. Like it really is to me, like top three, top five, like best open worlds I've ever fucking played. The world just feels so alive. It's not just like Vikings, the theme, it's just like it's French Revolution. It's so hyper specific. There's just an energy and like you run through buildings and it's like you don't do that shit in other games. And people are just like, I don't know, the crowds, the NPCs feel so alive. You know, you stop someone's fucking getting a haircut, reading a book, just smooching. It's uh it's great. Assassin's Creed Unity. One of the greatest games of all time. And I'm playing the DLC right now. <laughs> wow. No, maybe not one of the greatest games of all time. Um, Damn. I'm, I'm, I kind of want to try this. But put, the, put the picture of the guy with just the eyeballs and the teeth. <laughs> you should the try The fucking this flying assassins doing the bird. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. playing the DLC, which is like some fucked up. You go to a different island. Napoleon. You're chasing Napoleon. It's It's great. He's short. Wow. So, so Elmer, did you? He looks like Farquaad. Did you beat the game? Yeah, I'm playing the DLC. Can we, can we do spoilers? Does anyone else like planning on playing spoilers for Assassin's Creed Unity? You just, okay. just, just do it. Play it so, so, Elmer, you you talked about like there's the scene where you climb the like Eiffel Tower, the Statue yeah. of Liberty and shit. Did you find the one where it's like it takes you to the it takes you to World War Two? Yeah. Like you, the fucking flat cannons going off. Yeah, you have to climb the Eiffel Tower. Is that during? Is that the World War II sec? Yeah, is that yeah. The where there's the, the, the there's the planes like shooting and shit. God, 
It's that, so like, I completely forgot about that section until you like brought that game back up. But holy fuck, what a cool segment! Yeah, and then like the third time travel section, you're like in the third crusade or some bullshit, and it's oh man, it's dark. It it is so good. There's like it's fucking detective shit you're doing. It's awesome. I love it. I love guillotines. I have a guillotine gun, dude. What the fuck does that mean? Dude, it's like a big ass. Does it shoot bluster. whole ass guillotines at people? Like it's like a bluster bunder. What's the like shotgun? Blunderbust. 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 But it's got a fucking axe at the end. Um, the and it's fuck? awesome. And you unlock it just through the DLC and now it's just part of my fucking it's my weapons. It's awesome. Guillotine wow. gun rules. And it's like the ex- what it shoots is like a fucking mortar round. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally that's what happens. It shoots up into the air. (laughs) That's cool. All right, I'm done. Cass, what's your Gordo? I I would be remiss if I did not give an honorable mention to my 100 plus hours spent in Assassin's Creed Odyssey's version of uh, Greece. Uh, Hey, that game is fun. I'm not ready to say that that game is good, but that game is fun. It's not uh, one of the greatest games game of all time. Video game, I mean, after like level 10, you get no fall damage, so you can just fucking jump off whatever you want. You're cruising. You, you have basically superhuman speed. It's a great game. <clears throat> My true Gordo, though, goes to uh, Rocket League. I had a lot of fun with Rocket League. I uh, had picked it up around launch, you know, after the big PS Plus explosion. Uh, but after we went free to play this summer, I picked it back up. One of those classic, you know, easy to pick up and play, difficult to master. I'm learning the the half flip. You know, I'm learning my aerials. I'm learning the different uh, body types. Uh, check it out. Rocket League's free on everything now. It's on everything now. Uh, if I could play it, it's great. Cass, and now you're platinum. And I'm plat. Cass and Dan got me to plat. <laughs> Kings. I'm you still have any DLC cards? What's your car? Uh, no, actually, I've, I've been looking for a DLC car, but now that that game is free to play, the, the, uh, I guess monetization and uh, it's all uh, loot boxes, baby. Yeah, it's all loot boxes. It's yeah, bad. you can't buy the 2016 out. Batmobile anymore. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. That's also, I've I mean, got a collector's item now. The license I fucking hate Zack Snyder. Yep. He took it away. <laughs> I got, oh, I have my pickle Rick antenna. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Yeah, that shit's still there. Don't yeah. worry. Gordo. <laughs> Gordo to Pickle Rick. Uh, Robbie. Oh, man. I was actually thinking a bit hard about this. Uh, I want to give my runner-up award to a little-known VR game called Prominence Poker. Uh, we started playing that pretty recently. Or not Prominence Poker. Poker Stars VR. They're different games, but they're both poker. But it's a fun VR poker game. That is so much deeper than I think anybody was expecting. It's a great time in VR if you have an Oculus Quest or any other VR headset. I think it works with every game. So many tools. Such a good vibe. Lots of fun. But I have to give my award to Monster Hunter World again because this game sucked me back in. I probably put another like at least 80 hours into this game in 2020. Uh, I took a a bit of a break in 2019 um, after I got to the end game, waited a bit. A lot of DLC came out for that game, so I started to get back into it in 2020, and it still fucks. That game is great. I A two-time Gordo winner now. Yeah. Monster Hunter World is amazing. Uh, I, I'm i working on the end game. I've only beaten the final, final boss of the game, uh, Fatalis, 
once. Very hard boss. Really trying to kill it a lot so I can get that armor set. But at this point, I've kind of given up because that's how fucking hard it is. And I'm just like, I'll just wait for Monster Hunter Rise to really, really restart the Monster Hunter journey. But yeah, Monster Hunter World, amazing. Cannot wait for Rise. Same. Can I make a quick... Congratulations, Mm-hmm. Your Gordo was in the mail. Quick correction. I take mm-hmm. back everything I said about Assassin's Creed Unity, and my winner is actually Prominence Poker on Steam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I played so much of that game this year. We went from Assassin's Creed Unity <laughs> one of the best Being games, the best games of all time to Prominence <laughs> Poker. <laughs> the Gordos are fluid, man. Hell yeah, yeah Things are up in the it's air. 2021, baby. Yeah, fuck the Oscars. Gordo flows with, within you. <laughs> Uh, my runner-up, I was, between these two games, my runner-up, Ocarina of Time. Played through it on the, the 3DS remake, loved it. I'm gonna play through Majora's Mask as well. That game holds up. It fucks. It's incredible. The music's incredible. It's an amazing game. An all-around masterpiece. My actual Gordo is going to Yakuza 0. An incredible game. I, I have played Yakuza 0 previous years. I finally went back to it and got into it. Restarted it, went all the way through it. I played the management sims. I did more side quests. Beat the main story. Then I played Yakuza Kiwami and Kiwami 2. I loved it so much. It's an incredible game. I think everyone needs to at least try this. The Yuk- there is nothing else like... There is no other game like Yakuza. They are masterpieces. It's like, I, I can't even explain how incredible this they is are. the one with uh kojima right this is the one Goro? i played this is yeah majima, majima. kojima i wish kojima was in this yeah 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 <laughs> he would fit right kojima, kojima just coming out of a fucking trash can Metal <laughs> i probably played like i think maybe 75 percent of this game um i just kind of fell off eventually but god what a fucking hilarious good game man Robert and I just watched the 20 minutes uh, Majima introduction the other day while eating lunch <laughs> in the middle of the work day. I love it so much. Incredible game. So much shit in here. Like, I mean, it's a beat-em-up. It's a management sim. It's it's wild. This is probably the most Gordos we've given out in a single year. We've never done this category before. Spread so the everybody wins yeah. here. Dude. I like that. Yeah. Spread the Gordos. Yeah. A lot of copies of Gordos Headshot being sent out this year. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Gordo be blessed. Mm. Take care. Amen. Hi guys, it's me, Tyler Ninja Blevins here, the best Fortnite player of all time, and I'm here, unfortunately, to talk about a game that isn't Fortnite, because Fortnite is the only game, alright? But, here is the nominees for Best 2020 Rainbow Six Siege Operators. The number one is Oryx. Alright, we'll just do it, I'll change it over here, I'll go. Oryx, Lana, what is his voice? Oryx, Lana, Malusi, Ace, Sam Fisher, Aruni, and of course, a very special nod to the Tachanka rework. 
I'm going to go back and complain about the large amount of taxes that I have to pay because I'm mega wealthy and also the dumbest man alive. Wow, uh, Ninja, thank you so much for introducing that category. Uh, <laughs> quick note to you, it's Iana, not Lana. How dumb are you? Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the 2020 Best of the Siege Operators. Uh, we do it every year. It's my personal favorite category. Uh, and with me today, it's a special crew. Uh, Elmer, Andrew, Cassidy have fallen off. Rainbow Six Siege in the past year, which is, quite frankly, the biggest disappointment in and of itself. But Cowards. with us today, uh, I have, of course, Roy Birdo. I'm here. I'm in copper. Still waiting for Sam to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have the recently silver boy, Denlio of Viewing Angels fame. Carry me up the mountain with my broken ass legs. <laughs> Uh, and uh, a new voice, uh, Mr. Travel Hymns himself, Ben. Does this mean you guys will follow me on Twitter? <laughs> I At... do follow you on Twitter. <laughs> no, Travel, the, the podcast. Oh. oh, no. <laughs> Ash, maybe. No. Can't fuck up that ratio, man. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, so we all play Siege fairly frequently together, and... Uh, we are going to be talking about the best 2020 operators, and here I'm going to list them for us and just like a quick rundown of their abilities. Uh, if I fucked up in any abilities, just shout it out. So first we have Oryx. He runs through walls. <laughs> uh, Iana, she has a fat And he ass. jumps up fucking trapdoors. Uh, he does. Uh, trap yeah, doors. You can't forget the hatches. Yeah, the hatches. He does do the trapdoor stuff, or hatches, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Yana, she has a fat ass, and she can make a project... No, what, what are they called? A the, drone? A hologram. A hologram. Hollow. Her ass is The noisiest fat. hologram ever. It is pretty <laughs> noisy. Uh, also, we have Malusi, who puts down a little trap, and it makes people go slow. The wub-wubs. The wub-wubs. Yeah, the subwoofers. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have Ace, who throws a portable breaching charge. Uh, and Sam Fisher is in the game. No new Splinter Cell game, but he's in there. Uh, he shoots a little Sam Fisher cam. Uh, he cannot do the little splits above a corridor to break people's neck. Uh, and then Aruni, who can punch big holes through walls because she has a prosthetic arm. And uh, she also shoots little laser gates. Uh, the only indestructible item in the game yeah is that true oh man yeah the only one yeah uh, who knows how long that's gonna stay <laughs> uh, yeah I, okay. can, I can anticipate the nerf coming so here here's what i'm thinking and we'll have to discuss this live as we go also special shout out to tachanka who got a rework not cannot be considered for this because he is not a new operator Ooh. i mean i'd say he, the, he is completely different like it's a rework yeah. to the highest degree you know, but fine, this is, is, he's viable. (laughs) Definitely. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. The best, is it the best operator, like the best operator in like terms of usability and like function, or is it fun to play? I feel like, I think it can be either. I think it should be both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you are, you you are 
King God who gets to decide who the winner is at the end, I feel. But Oh, it's four, so it's it might come down to I'll right. see. I because I feel like it's kind of just whatever we land on. Because I think I think it's a combination of the two to be useful and fun. Yeah. That's why I've got my pick. Yeah. I'll, That's I'll why Yana consider... sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she has a fat ass. <laughs> she does. <laughs> and grenades, which are nice. <laughs> Yeah, all, all of this, all of this considered, I do feel like there's only two real options. I think, and you know, call me, call me out if I'm wrong, but I think it's got to be either Ace or a Rooney. Yes. Uh, I think those are the two ones that are consistently picked, fun to play, um, and that are not like memes, kind of. What I mean, Ayana, I, I, I can imagine you playing that. Like, yeah, maybe there's some circumstances where she's useful. Oryx is full on meme. Uh, hey. Lucy's getting banned a lot, but I still don't think that she's like that. Great Lucy's or pretty good. Like Malusi's her gadget can be. Operator. Yeah, but yeah. But when you're saying when you're holding her up to a Rooney and Ace, she's yeah definitely Ace is Ace is in a category of characters that is a must pick. It's hard breach. Uh, it's like Habana but better. Um, he's got a great gun that AK fucking slaps. Right. Yeah. yeah. Taking Fuse's gun, but now he can actually run fast and not <laughs> like shake the entire building with his fat ass. Uh, and when he launched, he had three of them, and they were as big as Thermite's paths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, be- was a beautiful wild. time. Yeah, for sure. So, it, is there any, is there any, like, does anyone have any other thoughts to, like, the most useful operator other than Ace? Or are we, like, ready to lock that in? As Ace is the most useful. Well, I think the only, I mean, you could make a, I think, a case. I think you can, right away, get get rid of Oryx Iniana, right? Like those are not nowhere near close. I think the four that you could consider the short list is Malusi, Ace, Sam Fisher, and Aruni, right? Okay. Does anyone have any any objections to that? No, Yana and Oryx are pretty pretty useless team wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun That's to play. Nice that they came out in the same patch too. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. not great. Okay, so we're down to Malusi, Ace, Sam Fisher, and Aruni. Yeah, I will say that I think Malusi is the only one that gets banned. Yeah, so there is something to be said that. about that. Yeah, I think I think probably game wise, her it's her and Ace. I think for us playing Siege though, it's a Rooney and Ace. I do love a Rooney. I, yeah, I like playing a Rooney. I love Ace is like one of my mains. Um, he's fun to play. He's useful. He's got a good gun. You don't smokes. have to go stand in front of the wall that you're trying to blow up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've really like immediately like sort of adapted to using him over, over thermite. Um, I do, I do have to give a special shout out to Sam Fisher though. Cause like what an incredible addition to the game. Like, you know, like the, the fact that he just like shoots a camera, like is, you know, helpful, but like just the fact that like a veteran, Ubisoft property is now in this game is really like kind of like the floodgates can are have opened. Yeah, he didn't need to be it, it didn't need to be Sam Fisher. Like there's no real like <laughs> discerning quality that makes him Sam Fisher. You would think that it'd be kind of like a Cav situation where he'd have like a super OP silenced pistol, but he's just a guy who shoots a camera. Yeah. Well, I like he, I like that he's an attacker. I'm glad he's not a defender because that makes sense because he's he's supposed to be infiltrating. But I do wish yeah. that his ability was, I guess, more useful to like yeah to his character <laughs> and like the legacy of Splinter Cell. But yeah, I'll take yeah. What he I should get. be like super quiet or something. Like he should have some weird 
sub ability that's not just his. I'm telling you, the splits camera. in the hallways, man. You should just be able, be able to, to jump up. in the hallways and just hide above, yeah, just hide <laughs> just above defenders. As long as his groin <laughs> muscles can hold him up. Yeah. <laughs> should be like Vigil, like it slowly goes down and down and down until he falls down. <laughs> he just starts making more and more noise as he slides down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hold it too long, he actively shits himself. You should be able to shoot yeah. out lights. He's yeah. the one that had a special bullets that can shoot out lights or something. That would be. I would love if he could OP. do light control and siege, but that's that a whole insane. other game. Yeah. yeah. Hey, with RTX, maybe it can happen. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could, what other Ubisoft? Decade. Yeah. What Ubisoft characters after Sam Fisher can they do? Like the floodgates are open. What What other Ubisoft like? Desmond. Give me Ezio. Yeah, Desmond. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Desmond. <laughs> also, bring back bring back the classic siege operators. Like, give me Ding Chavez. Or, That's or Scott cool. Pilgrim. Yeah, fuck it. Put Scott Pilgrim in the game. Put Ray, Wallace yeah. Wells in Ray, the game. Rayman? Should we put Rayman in here too, guys? I'm so down yeah. for Rayman in Siege. <laughs> yeah. That would be a that shit would, boy. That shit would throw his arms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just grab Honestly, you though, and strangle you to death. <laughs> No meme. I think that you could probably put Aiden Pierce from Watch Dogs in Siege. Hmm. It'd be like, like, like I feel like Doka be. But, but does anyone yeah. like him? I feel like only people liked the second Watch Dogs. Like I kind of well, I kind of like him because he's like he's just he's a complete piece of shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but you could say that about every Ubisoft character ever. <laughs> he's like yeah. he's like a real piece of shit though. Yeah, dude, he like killed someone at a funeral or something. Uh huh. I mean, who what? hasn't? <laughs> yeah, he put his sister and uh, That's nephew in fucking... danger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I platinumed that game. Uh, okay, <laughs> we are out of time, <laughs> and just like that, we're out of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Okay, uh, a final vote, Dan. This is this is for give me best and most fun. Okay, uh, I'll definitely say best is ace um he definitely represents something that we needed in the game another hard breacher and we've talked about this before that we need like another thatcher we need some more of these core uh uh, operators in there who can just um do do the dirty work most fun to play i do think is aruni aruni's i love punching holes in walls i love just putting up my little guys um and she's like pretty fast uh, and that gun that just shoots 21 bullets right into somebody (laughs) else I, i love that gun uh so that's 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 my that's my split cool ben uh i think ace i think ace all around for me uh if aruni and oryx were like one operator they would be the perfect operator like really <laughs> honestly just give oryx the ability to punch holes in walls <laughs> Yeah, and and he would be like ten times higher. He's got no self control. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) right. He's just he's he's too noisy. (laughs) 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 Gotta go fast. (laughs) All right, Robbie. Uh, I also have to give it to Ace. Uh, I think Ace is the most fun, probably the operator I've played the most this year. Um, great gadget, great gun. I love the character design. He looks so fucking stupid. It's hilarious. He's the anti-COVID mask. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah if ace, you, uh, is, ace is my boy if you don't know what ace looks like looks like just uh well i don't know if, i don't know if you just google ace what'll come up but maybe just google ace, ace rainbow, rainbow six. six yeah 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 uh, or just think of I somebody think I, wearing covering their entire face except for their mouth and nose <laughs> that's also <Ace>. true <laughs> uh i am also gonna have to give it to ace uh, ace for most useful rooney for most fun uh yeah just you know uh, kind of game changers 
so to congratulations to both of those characters. Uh, your Gordos are in the mail. Uh, <laughs> before we leave, uh, Dan, do you want to shout out social media and all that? Yeah, you know what? We got uh, uh, me. I'm at the Dan Leo Show on Twitter. Uh, you don't need to follow me on anything else. But then we also have another podcast, the Only Movie Podcast, which is Viewing Angles. Follow us at Viewing Angles on Twitter and on Instagram. I don't think we post a whole lot, but just listen to the podcast. It's on all the podcast platforms. Cool. And Ben, do you want to shout out your stuff? Uh, sure. I'm on Twitter. I'm private. I might not let you follow me, but, <laughs> you know, we'll try. Uh, I'm Can at Ben Scow, S-C-H-O-W, because I have the dumbest last name. I'm Obama Kush. <laughs> For now. For now. I bet you change It'll it by change. the time this comes out. It's true. It's true. All right. Here's to you, next presenter. I shoot you that late call. Yes, no, maybe, baby, magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. All out on the table. Yes, no, maybe, baby, magic eight This is Andy Bot 3.0. The next section is about everyone's personal top 10 games they played this year. Did not have to come out this year. How original. I told them to keep it short. Let's see how they did. Hey y'all, it's Andy. I'm here to give you my top 10 games of the year, the ones that I personally think deserve Gordos. We're going lightning fast through this. we got limited time. These games are no particular order. And if you know me, I think you probably know why I put these games on here. Number one, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Incredible game. Yakuza series, phenomenal. Yakuza Like a Dragon flips it on its head, but it still still has the amazing, uh, riveting main story. The incredible side quests. Uh, The new battle system, amazing. Ichiban Kasuga, one of the best characters in a video game of all time. Everyone needs to play this. What other RPG is uh, homelessness a class? Number two, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, what can, what else can I say that I haven't said? I love Animal Crossing. This is an incredible Animal Crossing game. Uh, it introduces so many cool new things to the franchise. It's uh, fun. It's addictive. Uh, it came at the perfect time, right? Playing it with uh, you know friends during the pandemic has been uh, awesome. Pikmin three is number three on my list. I never played Pikmin before. This is a you know great little RTS. It's it's cute. Uh, it's funny. I'm still doing the challenge modes in it. I I really, really love it. I hope Pikmin 4 comes to Switch soon. Number 4, Factorio. uh, Probably one of the most addictive games I've ever played. Uh, You know, Factory Builder. It's it's wild. I I really recommend people check this out. I I never thought I would be into something like this, but uh, there's nothing more rewarding than figuring out how to optimize your factory and, like, really having that light bulb moment turn on for you. Number 5, Persona 5 Royal. Uh, I haven't finished this game yet, but I am absolutely enamored with it. It's a, it's a long boy, uh, but I loved Persona 5. This game is a, an even better version of Persona 5. It really does add a lot. So if you played Persona 5, I really recommend you go back and play the Royal. Uh, you honestly won't regret it. There's so many new additions, quality of life updates. It's, it's great. Number six, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. Here's maybe a little bit of a surprise. This game is great. It does like a little, you know, compilation of games from all around the world. The package that it's in is pretty cute. It does like the whole globe thing. It teaches you about the games. You can really learn to play uh, some like complex foreign games if you're an American. 
Uh, it really, you know, teaches you the basics, helps you get into them. Uh, and honestly, I, I enjoy it because I, I kind of want to get into chess. It's been good to teach me to that. Uh, I love Moncala and I play Moncala online a lot. Uh, it's, it's really cool. It's a great little compilation game. I've put a lot of time into it uh, and still pick it up. It's a really great game for Switch. Yakuza 0. This is an older game. I beat it this year along with Kiwami 1 and 2, but 0 really uh, does some great things. If, if you're looking to get into the Yakuza 0, this is like the pinnacle place to start. Uh, if you don't want to jump right into Like a Dragon, it introduces the old classic characters. Uh, there's the, you know, side stuff. There's the simulation uh, management type stuff. Uh, it's, it's worth it. We're getting towards the end here. Among Us. Uh, what can I say? Incredible multiplayer game. I've had some of the best experiences online with friends playing Among Us. It's a simple game, but it's amazing. Paper Mario, the Origami King. Here's the thing. Mario RPGs, Paper Mario, uh, there's controversy around it. I get it. These games are not that complex. They're basically uh, narrative-driven adventure games for Nintendo. Uh, but Paper Mario the Origami King shocked me. I enjoyed the battle system. I think the writing is hilarious. The music is incredible. There is a character in there. His name is Bobby. If you don't know, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen happen in a Mario game. You need to go look this up. You need to play this game. And last game here. Another game marred by controversy, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Great Pokemon game for me, probably my most played one since the DS era. Uh, the DLC came out for it, the Crown Tundra, it's great. I really love it. Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, a great game that I'm probably going to be playing until we get whatever the hell they're giving us this year. Who the hell knows? But ladies and gentlemen, that is my personal top 10 games of the year. What'd you think? Am I crazy? Did these not deserve Gordos? Are you going to tell me uh, Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics doesn't deserve a Gordo? What, do you hate chess? Tweet at me. Let me know. What is up, Lizzie McGuire fans? Sam here with my top 10 favorite games that I played in 2020. Now, I tried to keep this to 2020 games and as I was writing this list down, I realized, oh, I did not play 10 games this year, or at least 10 2020 games, or ones that I liked or really remembered. Uh, so most of them are 2020 games, with the exception of a a few. Um, number 10, Fall Guys. What a cool concept and game. Uh, had a lot of fun playing that. Uh, number 9, Disco Elysium. I have a feeling... This would maybe rank higher if I had played more of it, and I'm playing it right now. I'm kind of taking a break um, with it, but I'm very excited to get back. Super cool concept. Uh, number eight, Chrono Trigger, perhaps one of the greatest classic JRPGs of all time. I can't believe it took me this long to play it. Number seven, the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 um, remake slash remaster. Incredible job with that. Uh, definitely some... Definitely some things that I would have wished were different. Uh, rest in peace, Vicarious Visions. Number six, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, wow. What a cool representation of Japan, and I wish I was still there. Uh, number five, uh, Among Us. Um, God damn. What a cool concept for a game, and I'm so happy that we I had so much fun playing this Um I only, I really only played it with friends, and that's I think what really made it great. Uh, number four, Animal Crossing. Um, if you're like me, you remember that fucking 
second week of the lockdown when that game came out. Uh, it's the game that we needed. Um, number three, The Last of Us 2. Here, my bit in the like the game of the year talk, uh, which is uh, coming up at some point soon uh, for my full thoughts on The Last of Us 2. Number two, it fucking had to be Rainbow Six Siege. Um, there is no game I think I've ever played more than this game. Uh, I was trying to look up the stats for how much I played this year. Um, I couldn't, but in, in the hundreds of hours easily, um, made a ton of friends playing that game and I'm super happy about all of that. And coming at the number one spot, uh, I'm still playing this game. I currently am sitting at 122 hours in Persona 5, the Royal, um, Persona 5 was one of my favorite games of, was it 2017, I think? Um, and P5R has just improved the formula so much. Everything they've added has been so cool. The new songs are fucking incredible. Um, and I'm really excited to see, like, the big, meaty new content that they added to the game beyond all the slice of, or the, not the slice of life, the quality of life uh, changes. Um, thanks so much. Back to you, whoever's next, or whoever the next host is, if I'm the last one in the list. Hey everyone, my name is Cassidy Sargent from at Pause slash Gone Gold, uh, here with my personal game of the year list. Uh, couldn't quite make it to 10. It's my personal list. I only made it to 8. I was forcing it other than that. Let's dive in right away. Lightning round. Uh, these are in no particular order, except for kind of my top three. I'll talk about it later. Number eight, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, a lot has been said about this game. I had a great time with it. Particularly enjoyed how little you were in the map uh, with the wind and the birds. Uh, well done. Uh, number seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I actually preferred this to Ghost of Tsushima. This was my preferred open world game this year. I think I'm probably in the minority there, but that's okay. Uh, a little more arcadey than Ghost of Tsushima, uh, but really enjoyed all the side stories and the side quests. Uh, way to go, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. If you can score that on a deal, as I'm likely sure you can, uh, check it out. Number six, uh, The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I, what is there to say? Really enjoyed most of my time with it. It is too long, in my opinion, uh, but the gameplay mechanics are, are pretty darn sharp, uh, and the narrative was great. A few decisions I didn't agree with, but hey, watch a three-hour YouTube video. Uh, number five, World War Z. Checked this out on Xbox PC Game Pass uh, with Robbie and Sammy on this show. Just a fucking good time, man. Walls of zombies, towers of zombies, uh, some actually interesting progression. Uh, check it out if you can. Number four, Carrion, uh, which is described as like a reverse horror game. You basically play the monster. Uh, it's pretty short. It's a little Metroidvania style-y, but I've never played anything quite like it, and, and I really did enjoy my time with it. Um, inventive and neat. Top three. I would say these really are my top three. I'm not quite sure of the order here. Uh, number three. Animal Crossing New Horizons. I mean, this was my this was my reason to get out of the bed for about six months. Um, can't say enough warm and loving things about Animal Crossing. I think gameplay-wise, there are a few issues. That online is borderline laughable at times. Uh, but I mean, come on, Animal Crossing in 2020 uh, was was a safe haven. 
Number two, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, there are a lot of problems with this game, uh, whether it be bugs, which I'll be honest, I'm playing on PC. I haven't really experienced too much, knock on wood. Uh, but just structure of the game, there are issues. You know, I, I turn around and there are 20 cars. I turn around again and now all the cars are gone and they're different. There's no persistence. It doesn't really feel like a real world. But I am enjoying my time with it. And I think the the narrative within the missions and the vibe within the missions, they actually do it a pretty nice job with. Um, and like I said, enjoying my time. I'm over 100 hours. Don't kill me. My game of the year, though, this is number one, is Hades. Uh, I I don't really have a whole lot to say about this because I think the game is so tight. It's so well executed in pretty much every aspect. Uh, music, art, gameplay, uh, the loop. I think that they've innovated on an existing genre. It checks all of the boxes for game of the year for me. I think I probably put 80 or something hours into it. I have escaped many, many, many times uh, and, and plan to go back to do so. So congratulations to Supergiant. Uh, Hades is a fantastic game and my game of the year 2020. Love y'all. Hope you had a nice year, <laughs> even though I know you didn't. I'll talk to you soon. Alrighty. Robert and I live together, so we have different rules. We have, we have roommate privilege. We get to do this together. Mm-hmm. So, Robert, we're going to talk about our top 10 favorite games that we play during 2020. Very specific yeah. wording there. Anything we goes. can bend the rules however we want. Robert, what's your number 10? My number 10. Oh, we're starting. We've we got a timer going. I'm going to keep. We're going to keep this short. All right. Yeah. Don't worry. We're, we're efficient here. Efficient. Uh, my number 10, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, honestly, I'm a little surprised it made the list given how... Uh, you know, contentious this launch was, but I do think I was privileged enough to play it on a, a you know, well-equipped PC. Didn't break that many times for me after the four-hour mark, and once I got into it, I was sold. I think the writing in this game was great. I thought the gameplay was good. Nothing revolutionary, but I do think that the world-building was um, pretty amazing. I loved the city design, uh, and I loved a lot of the characters in this game. Um, could have been a lot higher just based on the marketing and the bugginess of the game. But maybe, maybe it'll be even better. Maybe it'll show up again on uh, this list in a year or two. Uh, let's hope so. I mean, yeah, it's number 12 for me. I Fair. It just left such a sour taste in my mouth that, like, yeah, I, you say good writing and I remember the good writing. I'm like, oh, that should be higher. But I just yeah. the taste was so sour by the end that um, yeah. I was just like, fuck it. My number 10, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Uh, absolutely love this game. You know, like, Spider-Man, great. And it's a game I was able to just pop in every now and then to just swing around for a little bit, stop some crime. Just very relaxing. And then Miles Morales, it's just like, oh, you can still do that, but now you got new moves. And you got Miles, who's got fucking, like, an interesting story in a way that, like, it's interesting. Because it, it, they have this opportunity where he's got his own comic book origin, but they also, like, Into the Spider-Verse is more popular, technically. And they find a good in-between. Um, so there's a lot, you know, even with Peter Parker, I thought they found ways to make it interesting, but... Just narratively, much, you know, it's a villain you're not really familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, it's just got a really cool vibe. Um, yeah. Fun game. Ten, it's good to be uh, back in that city. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> number My nine. number nine, I think surprising to a lot of people that listen to the show, uh, Astro's, Astro's Playroom. Uh, I uh, I love this game. It's, it's super short. It's super sweet. It's free if you are able to uh, get a PS5. 
But this game is just so of, so full of heart and character and little details and homages to like uh, Sony's legacy. Um, it is adorable. It's it's fun to play. It's really simple, but it's also a really good showcase for the DualShock Five. Um, because honestly, I was, uh, as many know, not con- entirely sold on the PS5 as like a revolutionary uh, console. Uh, I think this changed my mind pretty quick after playing this game, feeling how uh, developers can use the triggers. Um, and just how much of an impact they actually have on the gameplay was pretty astounding. Uh, and it's just, it's so cute. It looks so good. It runs really well. Uh, and I just love seeing all the all the homages to different games in Sony's legacy. Yeah, that's number 11 on my list. Um, I, I love that it just feels, even though it's small, it feels so expensive, you know, so polished, so oh, yeah. produced. Like, yeah, Sony didn't cheap rules. out on this. Yeah. Um, nine, nine, my number nine, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. What can I say? You know, if it ain't broke, fucking just give it to me again. I don't give a shit. It's, it's it was so good. Thank you so much. Um, I just it's, it feels like a platform kind of game. You know, like I'm just happy it's here. I can just pop in whenever I want. And uh, yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two. Yeah, perfect game when it came out. Perfect game now. Yeah. All right, number eight. I've got Gears Tactics in this position. Um, it's a game that. I'll be honest, I still have not beat. I'm uh, planning on going back to it at some point. But a lot of games came out this year, and I just got pulled away from it. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy my time with it. For a while, I was just looking for an XCOM slash Mario Rabbids type game. Um, was very curious to see if they could the do genders. this with the gears. Yeah, the two genders. Uh, but honestly, <clears throat> I think it was super smart on Microsoft's part to uh, do this with the Gears franchise. Because Gears, to me, has always been battle chess. And this just takes the battle chess gameplay of Gears to a whole new level. Uh, it looks great. It runs really well. It's super well optimized on PC. Uh, mouse and keyboard control, super intuitive if you've ever played like XCOM before. Um, but just enough changes to make it more aggressive and not just a straight up XCOM clone. It really does feel like a Gears game just with a new gameplay format. Um, so yeah, thoroughly recommended. My number eight. Fuser. This game could be higher on my list just based on how much I love it. I think it's where it is just because of, you know, it does have problems where the campaign is the worst way to play the game, right? Because it, it's like DJ this way to learn the skills, but, you know, like the whole campaign feels like a tutorial, so it's, it's, it's not that fun. Um, and then the unlocks are fucking, you need the points from the campaign. That bullshit is inexcusable. But mm. when you're in the fucking mix, bro, when you're fucking mixing Coldplay and The Weeknd and Smash Mouth, like, bro, Billie Eilish, Weezer, it's just, you know, there's there's a bunch of songs that I like. On It's just so good, man. The game, it just, you're doing shit in a fantasy way that, like, truly, like, only VR has really given me that level of, like, uh, just tricked my brain into making me think I'm doing something cooler than I actually am. Just get that um, flow going. Yeah, dude, that Fuser, Chef's Kiss, it's, I can't, on good faith, recommend it for $60, um, but the moment it's on sale, I recommend you grab it immediately, um, because that's another game like Tony Hawk, where it just feels like a place I can go when I need to fucking feel the bass. (laughs) Number seven. We've got to go faster, by the way. We're both dragging our feet here. All right, we'll go faster. My number seven, uh, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. 
great game. A huge launch. One of the biggest on Steam ever. Um, it would be higher on my list if it didn't have so many problems at launch. Um, but it's great now. It's, again, another platform-type game I can keep going back to. It's so cute. It's so simple. Uh, great time with your friends. Highly recommended. My number seven, Shadow of Mordor slash Shadow of War. I'm just grouping them together because they're basically the same game. And that sounds like that was the problem at the time when 2 came out. Where it's just like, <laughs> this is just the, the, the same thing again. What? what, what? Uh, but 1 was so short that I just played 2 back to back and absolutely enjoyed them. And it's just a great year of me discovering Lord of the Rings. I, it, it, it ravaged my mind and my fantasy and just, <laughs> it was awesome. Whole new world. Uh, speaking of worlds, <clears throat> my number 6 is World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Uh, newest expansion. They did a great job. I think so far it's probably my favorite leveling experience of the over 12, 14 years of World of Warcraft expansions that have come out. Um, great place to jump in, too. Uh, if anyone's looking to jump into World of Warcraft, this is the expansion to do it. My number six, Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> One of the games of the generation of the lifetime of the, of all time all right assassin's creed unity does not fuck around if you want with the moment you're like oh i want to play an assassin's creed kind of game when that's the itch you need to scratch download unity because that's what you actually want you don't want these other generic third person action rpg things you want assassin's creed <laughs> unity it's so good uh paris uh, is fucking beautiful. The world is so alive. The NPCs are delivering on the promise that Cyberpunk said they would, you know, years before. <laughs> Six this years game ago. Does, yeah, this game does not feel or look old. It's kind of crazy. I got it for $6 on Steam. Like, beat the game. I'm playing the DLC now. Uh, you got the guillotine gun. Number five, Robert. Number five, uh, Among Us. What more can I say about this game? This is probably one of the biggest games of 2020, if not the biggest um, it's very simple. The, the amount of fun you're going to have in Among Us really depends on the people you play it with. But thankfully, um, we play with a, a great group of people and every session has been some of the most fun I've ever had playing games. My number five is Hades. Uh, you know, everyone's game of the year, basically. Um, it's good. I don't know what else to say, but this isn't my kind of game at all, but everything around it the, the, and the way they do progression where it's like the game is hard as shit and it's on you to get good. And by get good, it's really like some practice, but also just like you got to get the skill points and shit. So um, just fantastic game. Yeah. Number four, we're getting competitive now. Uh, my number four is Doom Eternal. Uh, I think <clears throat> this game maybe wasn't talked enough about this year. Uh, I loved it. I think this is better than Doom 2016. Uh, combat upgrades are great. Um, I love how they changed the movement to make it uh, more platform focused and that the optimal way to win a battle arena isn't just strafing around the arena anymore. Music is great. It's got a great sense of humor. Can't wait to see what the next Doom brings. But yeah, Doom Eternal was one of the best first person shooters I played this year. My number four, The Last of Us Part 2. Um, just an absolute incredible game, obviously, and all that shit. But, you know, it's, you're, you're, I'm just kind of, you're kind of just tired of talking about it. And uh, this was in Dunkey's best of 2020 video as well. And he put it perfectly. And I feel like this is why I've been just, I don't want to even want to talk about it anymore. It's because, you know, I know I'm right for liking it. And I know everyone else is wrong and history will, you know, just kind of sort itself out. And it's just, it's hard. Like the moment, the context of it made it awful. That's happened to other things in culture and art. Um... But I really do think, like, 
when you get when you get rid of all the noise, you are really left with something so incredibly powerful that just like powerful, not even just like emotionally. I just mean like the gameplay, the the, the looks, like everything is so goddamn tight and like it's it's a kind of game. All right, like I don't compare it to other kinds of games because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Number three. Number three, <clears throat> I put Hades here. Um, Hades is one of my favorite games of the year. It's another game that I was not really expecting to enjoy as much as I did. Um, but after hearing everybody sing its praises, gave it a shot, was hooked after my first run. The gameplay is so tight. The art direction is great. The music is great. The story is interesting enough to keep me wanting to play the loop over and over again. Um, but yeah, this is just, what is what a smartly designed game. Just the, the loop is perfect. The progression is perfect. Uh, and you never feel utterly defeated like you do in other roguelikes. Um, so Hades, if you if you're not into roguelikes, I still highly recommend you give Hades a shot. My number three is another one of these platform kind of games uh, that I keep talking about, where it just feels like a place I can go to whenever. Super Mega Baseball Three. Um, notice uh, MLB The Show Twenty is not on my list. I play the game probably more than any other game, more than any of the games on my list. <laughs> Except except my number one. Yeah, that's actually true. I played that game more, but it's not in my top ten because the moment I I just stopped playing 2020 and then I went back and my PSN lapsed and I was like, this is a sign. I don't I don't actually I don't if I if I if, if ten dollars feels too expensive, I don't really want to play this game. So I was looking for something else because I also just I don't know, whatever. Laying on Super Mega Baseball 3, tried it, ready to refund immediately because the art style is so fucking ugly it is one of the (laughs) most disgusting games i've ever seen ever it is one of the ugliest grossest least appealing looking games but it's it's approach to baseball and it's perfect mixture between arcade elements but true grounded real like logic baseball and the feel of it it is just so fucking good and i'm basically just playing franchise mode so i'm like i play god i own everything (laughs) And like you can customize every player, every like you can you can customize what kind of cleats the people on the other teams are wearing, you know. So if you want to make like a detailed custom league, which is what my goal is, that's what's gonna happen. Right, but right now we got the Dodgers, and you know Robert is sitting out in uh, first base because he's tall as fuck. He's just <laughs> fucking slamming doubles. Uh, Andrew was our star player for the 2020 season, where we won the World Series, of course, but. Andrew got sick and tired of all the drama and uh, he quit the team and went entered free agency. Like stuff like that can just happen in the off season. Uh, my, I had a guy, Elmer was pitch was a pitcher. He got kind of fucking scandal. I got fucking canceled and I just got kicked out of the league. So it's cool. It, like keeps shit happening like that. So the season ends and then like, you're still managing the same pot of money, but like, Oh, people, players left your team. So now your pot of money changes and you got to resign players and you just re-sign, you know, stats, basically. And I like to build around custom people. You know, you got Keanu out in the field. You got fucking Dwayne out in the center. You know, you, it's fucking popping in my in my team. I love it. Super Mega Baseball 3, chef's kiss. Love to hear it. <clears throat> oh, man. The big boys, the big swingers. Uh, number two for me is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, another game I was not expecting to really be on this list. I've never really played a Yakuza game all the way through. This is definitely going to be my first time uh, completing a Yakuza game. And boy, I'm glad I jumped in right now because it's it's clearly designed to get new players into the mix. They changed up the combat style completely. It's a turn-based JRPG now. 
Um, but it maintains, I think, a lot of the charm and character that the Yakuza franchise had before, and just adapts it um, for a new a new audience of players. And I am having a ball with this game. Uh, the combat is great. The sense of humor is hilarious. I love how they work all these JRPG uh, JRPG tropes into the gameplay of just like a very relatively grounded like crime story of Yakuza um, with turn-based combat and getting homeless people in your party to blow fire breath at people. Um, and I, I really thought I was going to beeline this game and just do the campaign and kind of be done with it and move on to the next game I want to play. Uh, but I am so addicted to all of these side quests and minigames uh, in this game. I'm well over 40 hours in, haven't beaten the game yet. I thought I was going to beeline after I beat one of the minigames, uh, a business management minigame, completed that, thought, okay, now I can beat the story. Nope, turns out there's an entire Mario Kart minigame in this game as well that I have to reach the top of now. And I feel like that's just going to keep happening like this. I'm going to keep discovering more things to do in this game. And I just want to be with these characters for as long as possible. Um, because Yakuza Like a Dragon is uh, easily probably what I've put the most hours to, as a single-player game, most hours to uh, into this year. And I don't regret a moment of it. My number two, a little game called Fallout New Vegas. Um, just an absolute masterpiece, right? A classic, a legend. And, you know, it was probably on sale, and that's what happened and why I bought it, I assume. And probably kind of just went in with good intentions, but not expecting much. Clearly, I was desperate for a game in 2020 and during quarantine that I was like, all the way to Fallout New Vegas was the fucking pull I got. <laughs> and, you know, it, I cannot recommend it enough as an experience today. Um, it's really... It's just what's good about the game is the fucking text, right? It's the it's because it's not the voice acting. It's literally the text. It's it's the narrative and the world they've built you there. So just with that, with knowing that that's where the value is in that game, everything around it is just kind of there to support it, and it doesn't really get in the way. You know, like the shooting sucks, but they fucking give you vets, so you know you don't have to deal with it. Uh, they just fast travel up the ass everywhere, and you can like. I installed a mod that made me move super much much faster than uh, you normally do. Um, but I just I cannot recommend it enough if you have not experienced it. Like, what a just rich world. And I, I, I played all the DLC that came with it, and that was awesome. Um, just, man, can't say enough. Uh, play Fall New Vegas if you can, man. Super, it should be like fucking 10 bucks on Steam. Um, just, just incredible. Like, just one of the best... It's it's hard because I've been thinking about like some of the best worlds in games, and this is like maybe not an actual best physical world, but the best like world uh, lore, I guess. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. You understand why it has a cult following now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like I had played Fallout Three, and this immediately shits on Fallout Three. Oh, like yeah. in just how much more interesting and juicy of a fucking drama it is. <laughs> yeah, man. Speaking of cult followings, though, let me tell you about my number one game of 2020. I think everyone uh, probably knows by now. It's Half-Life Alex. Um, this game is stunning. I love that this is this is the first, I think, real AAA IP game we got in VR. And the fact that it is Valve, their first game in years, and that it's Half-Life, the first Half-Life in over a decade... Uh, was great. What a great combination. What a great franchise to push the technology forward. Um, 
Valve does not disappoint. Half-Life Alex is amazing. I think it pushes the the medium forward in ways that uh, other games just can't that are being released on um, traditional consoles. And I do think that Half-Life Alex is the best showcase for why VR uh, completely transforms how people can experience video games um, if you are lucky enough to have the, the resources to play a VR game. Um, thankfully, I do, and I'm very happy I do, because Half-Life Alex is, is stunning. Uh, just the... It's just little things even in VR that change, like inventory management, when you actually have to use your body to coordinate, pulling things in and out of your backpack, reloading your gun, um, and just things like taking cover. Like, the cover system is just you being able to kneel down behind uh, a wall in the game or something. Um, I've, I've never been more sweaty, like literally sweaty, playing a, a video game. Um and that's not even touching on the importance of this game to the Half-Life lore. Like, if you are a fan of Half-Life, if you wanted the story continuation after Half-Life 2 and you've been waiting for over a decade like I have, um, it is so satisfying to know that Valve has not abandoned this franchise, that this part of the game, of the story, is critical to what is coming next, and it's confirmation that we are getting more Half-Life in the future. Um, so my favorite, my favorite game of 2020, one of my favorite games of the decade, easily, uh, Half-Life Alex. if you can play it, play it my number one my number one animal crossing of course <laughs> uh peace came through animal crossing jesus returned himself through animal crossing uh just thank you i mean this game was there for us when we needed it most and i think outside of quarantine it still would have hit but it obviously hit very different uh because of quarantine um and I'm still playing the game, you know, like my switch is always by my bed and like animal crossings, what's like running in the background, right? Like just ready to hop in whenever. Um, it really just feels almost like the best, the only, uh, the best video game comparison I can make because I've never played another animal crossing. isn't even a fucking video game, but it's like Microsoft paint, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, I guess, you know, I also didn't play like roller coaster tycoon and I'm sure that there's easier comparisons there, but I very much have like, this empty canvas of an island and I'm just, you know, testing out my design and building out fucking my dream baseball stadium. And it's, it's, it's just brought me a lot of peace and it, it, it aggressively tries to be wholesome. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like that wasn't fucking necessary this year. So, uh, thank you, animal crossing. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Thank you, games industry, for giving us all these great games in 2020. Uh, probably the worst year of any of our lives. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Top top three worst years, for sure. <laughs> um, well, that was longer than we were supposed to take, but uh, I'm editing this, so they won't know. Howdy gamers, it's Rob here, and I'm here to present the Gordo that needs no introduction, the Randy Pitchford biggest meme of the year. Even though our friend Randy didn't give us anything this year, there were plenty of memes. And the Gordo goes to... Far and wide in this industry, we always pay respect. 
to the man himself, the magical man, the mystical man. He brought us great things like aliens, colonial marines, mm. borderlands one through three. Mm. Borderlands also might have stolen its uh, design style from a, a small-time artist. Mm. We're speaking, of course, of Randy Pitchford, the Gone Gold, Go Long, Game of the Year, Gordo's <laughs> Awards. We always have the biggest meme, the Randy Pitchford Biggest Meme Award. And what a year 2020 has been by all accounts. <laughs> a big fucking meme. A banner year for memes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, gamers rise up. I, I'm speaking completely blind here in saying this is probably the biggest meme year since the first time we ever did the Gordos. Because I think the first time we ever did it, we had Philip Muchin. Oh. Uh, yep. We there was also we had a Randy Pitchford. I think that oh, was there like was definitely the, a Randy Pitchford thing. Uh, in that he, I think that was the guy. He punched claptrap. He he had the porn on the. <laughs> The USB oh, the drive. The drive. Yep. Uh, so he just, instead of just giving this award to him, you know, eight years running at some point, we're just naming the award after him and implying lifetime achievement. Yeah. He earned it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's earned this. Yeah. He also, I don't think, did anything this year. What it's been quiet, man. Godfall? He, yeah. Just because you didn't see it doesn't mean he didn't do it. Probably. He barely talked about Godfall. Yeah. And Borderlands 3 came out last year, so he's he's been quiet. Not much going on over there at the. <laughs> They're working on the Borderlands movie at the box of gears. <laughs> the, the Borderlands movie. God, Gearbox is like, I don't know. I feel like it could be a money laundering scheme. <laughs> he is a magician. Yeah, uh, that's what they do. Now, boys, this, this is a big year. I'm gonna walk <laughs> us through some of the the events. The nominees. The, these are some big hitters. So I'm going to run through them. If there's any questions, feel free to, to let me know. I've got articles up here as we recap these. I'm going to go through them all, and then at the end, we'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, the Avengers game. Period. Wolf. <laughs> How about those concurrence, eh? Uh, oh, boy. Biggest media property, in the, one of the biggest media properties in the world. Uh, it's got fucking DLC post-pre-order depending on what cell phone provider you have. <laughs> yeah, what gun uh, you buy. <laughs> yeah, this game, it's got media partnerships across the fucking board, gum, TV, cell providers, everything. Uh, it's a games as a service. It comes out, it has no content. It's a, it's a bit buggy. Uh, and the game is all but abandoned right now. Uh, they mm-hmm. said there's content on the way, but it's a mess. Especially for something like The Avengers. And this is Crystal Dynamics, right? Yes. Yep. Correct. The Tomb Raider team. Correct. Mm. Yeah. This is like right below the Star Wars Battlefront 2 level of like Disney embarrassment for their property. Mm-hmm. Right? I think Battlefront was more out there because, uh, I don't know, I guess more people were excited about they that. Were in, I think less people were tricked by Avengers. They were on fire with the loot boxes, too. They were a part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, but it just—I can't believe that like they—I don't know. This could have By been the, one of the coolest games. Yeah, yeah, that's what. And I, they just—this like, could have been good. Every single thing was. Yeah, I've watched a lot of like reviews over the last couple of days on this game, and like up like reviews from right now, like a couple months after launch, and 
it really does seem like there's something there, which is kind of the saddest thing. It's just like there could have been a good game there, but the games as a service part just kind of took over and it's pretty much responsible for all the shit you don't like about the game. I feel uh, like the if, game, if this was not yeah. Avengers, we would just say uh, it's uh, just a mediocre game with a bad launch. Just a Godfall. Just, it's just like and it could have been like a that could have been a free to play, but because it's Avengers, it's they charge sixty yeah. bucks for it and fucking nothing. It's a meme, but, but from, it's not my yeah. biggest meme. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, what I think earlier in the year might have been the biggest meme if we if we recorded this over the summer, uh, The Last of Us discourse on all accounts <laughs> uh, just broadly not only was there the way that people reacted there was people who had i i would in some cases i guess genuine criticism who blew it way out of proportion the the way who you play as uh, a specific character dies the way they reacted to that unreal uh the way that people reacted to playing as women uh, to the amount of people of color, to uh, buff women being a, an actual thing that exists, um, all of the anti-trans stuff, like gamers really showed their true colors the here. Shit. Uh, that whole discourse terrible. Then on the opposite side, I gotta say, some of the Troy Baker, uh, you know Neil Druckmann <laughs> reactions to the criticism. Uh, if you recall the tweet that compared The Last of Us 2 to, to Schindler's List, uh, Kobe. it was a, it was everything I, about this game sucks. That's what we're trying to get at. Uh, oh this boy. is why no one takes games serious. It's why no one wants here to, to like, do an example. <laughs> Robert. Mm. It, it was a mess. You couldn't talk about yeah. The Last of Us. You couldn't enjoy. Yeah, it didn't matter what you had to say. Yeah, or it's just yeah. like I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to think about mm -hmm. it. I didn't want to hear. I didn't care what anyone had to say about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything just felt so toxic. The only person I cared about having an opinion on The Last of Us was Nakey Jakey, and he he pulled through in the end, so I was very happy. Shout out to Nakey. Yeah, Jakey. You should watch that video. It is a good video. Now here's a here's another big meme. <laughs> this one turns out not to be such a big meme. Because, you know, the truth is never as fun as, as the lies. Uh, <laughs> cooking Mama Cookstar, a new Cooking Mama game. Very innocent, notoriously on Nintendo consoles. One of those Trojan horse memes where you're like, what? This is wholesome. What? <laughs> uh, the game is supposed to come out. Then one day it's just on the eShop. Uh, then rumors start to swirl all over the fucking place from God knows where that the game is using your switch to mine for cryptocurrency. <laughs> uh, turns out that's not true. The game is then delisted, not put up for sale physically. Then physical copies start leaking out. Turns out, uh, you know, the developer and the publisher suing each other back and forth. They're in a heated legal battle. They released it to, to make it a big meme to show their dominance. They said, uh, "Hey, don't worry. It's going to be on uh, PS4 in a month." And the uh, the owner of the IP is like, "We never gave you approval to make a PlayStation game." Yep, and uh, the game is bad. And it doesn't do justice to Cooking Mama. And the so the part the that people that... thought that was they were it was using your Switch to mine currency is because like it used like 120 percent of the processor, right? 
But really, the game yeah, was, was just, just like coded poorly badly. optimized. Yeah, the game yeah. was using a, the Unity engine, which was pulling more, I think, internet data. It was like showing that it was pinging the server so much, but then also, yeah, using too much power on the switch draining the battery. But also the, I don't know if it was the publisher or the company, but one of them, when they announced the Cooking Mama game, made note that it would use uh, blockchain technology. Yes. Which is another reason that this rumor, I think, kind of oh, spun right. out of control. <laughs> makes no fucking sense. I love this. Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. This is a bit more of a minor one, but we've got Halo is shown and people are angry. It, it looks like Halo 3. Monkey. It looks exactly the same. Then we get Craig the monkey. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Wait, where did and the this Craig is... part come from? Is that a confirmed name? Or is that just the meme? Oh, or... no. Xbox has adopted it. Like, they're rolling with the punches here. Mm-hmm. They, he is, Craig he is, is now Craig. an official mascot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this comes on heels. We get the whole Pilk-Craig combination. This comes on the heels of... I mean, well, uh, Pil- Pilk was us. Like, Pilk is... That was no, us. Pilk was us, but, you someone know, Craig made, was drinking someone milk. Someone else made that Pilk meme, though. It wasn't us. That's chocolate milk. That's not Pilk. That was just chocolate milk. Okay, well... We started calling it Pilk because we decided we had to try Pilk. Because <laughs> we're true. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Uh, this, that, all the, them showing it comes on the heels that, you know, Halo is going to be the most expensive game to ever be made. Uh, and it looked like that and people dunked on it. Uh, in combination, they delayed it to forever, I guess, next year. Uh, a whole year out from launch. Xbox, as a result, no launch games. Not a single one. Except Yakuza, which is on PS4 as well. Uh, yeah, who okay, cares? PS4. It's not PS5. Who's gonna play it on PS4? They Fucking had all losers. these studios, no first-party <laughs> games. That they're working on it. I feel but like they had this, this was a, a shock to me. It was like maybe biggest shock this year when oh hey Halo's delayed. It's not launching with the Xbox. Yeah. I was honestly happy, but I'm not sure. It's like this is me. This is the move. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a. It is crazy to me that they didn't have a single. Yeah, I mean, I think the meme. Game, the but... meme is Craig. Craig is a great meme. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's the package. You know, yeah. you're allowed you're right. to package you're right. it up as a right. meme. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they they touted it as like Halo, it, like this the is way the next set gen. Up, you're right. Like this, they they said was it last year or when they announced it that like Halo is a launch game. This is your and reason I, to get an Xbox. Yeah, and I yeah. get that. Like you know, obviously, like the, the pandemic terrible. happened and like games get delayed all the time, but like. This is their game. I mean, right. hey, we're going to get to something that launched this year that I think is a good example of why delays are a good oh, thing. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly, 100%. Everyone's happy this is happening. But it, it is just kind of funny that, that no one was ready to cut it. You know? Imagine they were like, can we get away? They tried to get away with it. I mean, Phil was ready to cut it. He was ready to cut it two months out from launch, which is fucking wild. But they didn't. They still showed it. You know, the fact that it... Nintendo's Nintendo's ready to launch the Switch. They've been showing off uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, delayed indefinitely. Switch still yep. launches. Like that would be fucking crazy. And that's what this yeah, is. Yeah, it would yeah. be like Nintendo doomed. It would be over. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's because the Switch isn't backwards compatible. You can play all the old Xbox games on the Series X. You that's what they pivoted their marketing the to. Uh, discs in there. On the and the Switch. Yeah. Yeah, Where? Where's that slot? I want to put. I want to play some GameCube games on my on my I'll, Switch. I'll show you how to do it later. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. 
this is a this is a spicy one. This one's got another. This is another one with multiple components to it. The Apple v Fortnite. If you remember, Fortnite breaks the rules taken down off the App Store. They released the parody of the 1984 inspired Apple ad. Free Fortnite. Fortnite. Incre- That's incredible. Like Trilerious. what a fucking dunk. Big no. big move. Uh, blows up the internet. Free Fortnite is trending. They're selling free Fortnite merch. They got Apple-inspired merch. This is a back-and-forth battle. They're in a huge legal battle now. Uh, it's been a meme across the board. I want to pull up a quote that Tim Sweeney said from Epic Games. Uh, this is a supposed <laughs> recording. So there is an inaudible section of this. But he says, it's everyday du- quote, it is, it's everybody's duty to fight. It's not just an option that somebody's lawyers might decide, but it's actually our duty to fight that. If we had adhered to all of Apple's terms and, you know, taken their 30% payment processing fees and passed the cost along to our consumers, then that would be that would be epic colluding with Apple to restrain competition on iOS and inflate prices. So going along with Apple's agreement is what is wrong, and that's why Epic mounted a challenge to do this. And you know you can hear any... And parentheses inaudible to civil rights fights where there were actual laws in the books and the laws were wrong and people disobeyed them and it was not wrong mm-hmm. to disobey them because to go along with them would be collusion and make them status quo end quote. Uh, he basically compares the Apple v Fortnite situation to the civil rights movement mm-hmm. in that these are laws that need to be broken and fought. Tim Sweeney, a.k.a. Rosa Parks. I agree with him. As a POC, yeah. He's sitting in the back of the battle. As a POC, I just want to say thank you, Tim Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's about time someone found a, a good analogy for this mm. shit. I'll see you at Tilted Towers. <laughs> oh, man. I'm on Team Fortnite. What? How, did, fi- how, did, this, how did this shake out? It's still it's ongoing. Still, it's going to be a litigation for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this oh, is never going to Is Fortnite forever. still on iOS? Did, does no. it back? No. Fuck. Wow. No. Okay. Fair. They, uh, yeah, they took it like down. Apple Apple basically has the immediate victory until this shakes out in court. Wow. Think about how much money they're losing. Cause like, no, Apple, Apple is losing revenue because they are no longer getting the 30% cut from transactions within Fortnite, which is one of the most effectively monetized games on mobile on mobile in general yeah. so but does it not hurt yeah it hurts epic it hurts more than to lose that whole user base it hurts both well no because like... epic has multiple channels like sure i like oh, yeah. ios users have pcs and xboxes and switches and ps4s like i fortnite is on every channel that can be potentially monetized i guess yeah I'm that's like, why they had the I'm confidence to make like... this move in the first place but this and is honestly, a long-term play for apple yeah, neither right? of them they are hurting wanna... for money no. Yeah, I mean they'll be able to be fine. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean fuck them. Yeah, but honestly, like we've seen some things change already on Apple's side. Like Apple did reduce their uh, revenue cut for games that make less than a million dollars gross annually. Uh, it's still bullshit. I think that's like way too like like that's barely a concession, but it's a step in the right direction. Do you have any Apple uh, inside inside? Shot <laughs> on the whiteboard. Apple Apple not up for biggest meme though. This is Fortnite. This is, you know, this is Fortnite. <laughs> Finally here, the last and perhaps the biggest meme of the year, Cyberpunk 2077. 
Now let me. Ru- I wrote down a few things here. Let me run through them for you There's real quick. So much. I, Imagine there a yellow some... <laughs> background under this segment. Black text. Uh, they're in somewhat loose chronological order, not too in depth. This is broad. Uh, the game was delayed twice this year alone. Uh, there, it, it came out that there was immense amounts of crunch, despite them very vocally coming out publicly and saying there would be no crunch. Then they denied it. They have an edgy Twitter account that has in the past posted anti-trans comments, uh, very insensitive comments towards uh, various ethnic groups, and I think sexual orientations as well. Uh, The game finally comes out. It's botched. It runs poorly on almost every single platform. The last-gen ports are nearly unplayable. It's missing features from the demos and from the trailers. And people are mad. Immediately following that, we get the Dear Gamers black text yellow pic- yellow background <laughs> where they try to apologize. And then they say that Dear you can, Dear Gamers, you can get refunds. We should have people tested start, it more. People start in mass refunding the game, trying to refund it, dec- like disputing on credit cards. So much to the point... Sony responds and says they will offer refunds for it and delist it from the PSN. It is still delisted. We're officially a month out from them delisting it. Yeah. <laughs> it is an Xbox exclusive. Oh, man. They can have it. <laughs> That's insane. And then most recently, Jason Schreier breaks all sorts of details about the inner workings of this shit show. Uh, how basically the game was fake. Up until 2016, when it was restarted, uh, a lot of the trailers we saw were were made up. The features didn't exist in the game. The game was not coming together very well. Uh, but that upper management had told the developers, "quote We made The Witcher Three. We can do this. <laughs> It'll come together." Uh, that came out, and then the CEO responded to that, and basically blamed the QA testers. Uh, yep. That they never told us Just about any of these insane. bugs. That they yeah. never told us the, the least paid people. <laughs> yeah, in the fuck. Entire process. Yeah, Holy fuck that shit. guy. Yep. Uh, and so here we are. The game is is getting a steady, I think, flow of updates on PC. Cast. I know you've been playing it there. Uh, supposedly getting updates there. They are working on the last gen console versions. The next gen console versions aren't even out yet. They're not coming out until, like, Q3 2021. Yeah. I mean, they have to fix the game. I mean, yeah. they they I have mean, think about they have fortunately patched the problem where, what, if your save got over six megs, then your yeah, save was corrupted just... permanently, and even after the hotfix <laughs> dropped, you're still fucked? I mean, I think they've put out three hotfixes. One of them was to address that. And that's it. And, yeah, we just got the, you know, dear gamers, hey, we're sorry give us a chance we're working on updates and but no specifics of what's coming or when so i don't know and there is uh according to i I believe jason trier's report they are shooting for this to be a no man's sky like turnaround (laughs) like they want this that 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 was the rally the troops speech yeah, we can do this. Look at we made uh, the Witcher no three. Yep, uh, and the game is it's in a rough state. 
it isn't what I think a lot of it's a it's not a bad game, but it isn't what a lot of people I think it's just a broken this. game. <laughs> I think uh, the fact that it's basically unplayable on what like probably seventy percent of the console, like or seventy percent of the market, like market is fucking insane. Yeah, and I mean like, these new consoles weren't even out two months really. Uh, yeah, when this game dropped, and even do they. Do they run the PS like on the PS5? Does it run the PS4 version like at least a little bit better? But it doesn't have like yeah, it runs it the same. It still has like the barren landscapes, the like fucking awful load times, and like I, I, I can't believe it. Well, I think it's it's like interesting that with it being delisted from the like PSN store, they they can't just like they have to like ceremoniously now re-release it. You know, like they can't just like sneakily fix this shit they have to make a point to say it is out on psn now we got it approved by sony so it puts them now in a position where they can't just like fuck around like they have to address back through cert and do we know do we know when this game was like officially announced (laughs) 2012 like yeah like something insane and so that eight years they had to work on this almost nine years and, and it restarted in 2016. Restarted in 2016, and like you know, which is like fine. Like, uh, but I'm I'm finding a comparison between what they've done here and what Metroid Prime, the new Metroid Prime. Like they announced it, people were fucking hyped, and then what? Like six months later, they're like, "Yeah, this game sucks. We're just like we're restarting," and you know, we haven't heard a word of it since. And I don't know. It just seems like. When Metroid Prime comes out, maybe maybe this is wishful thinking. Not that I really like care either way, but like I feel like when that game comes out, it's gonna, they're gonna fucking nail it because they like I don't know they're not building up this hype cycle and. But I think it's it, like I think part of the meme is what we were talking about before is like Microsoft delayed Halo so that it's good. Yeah, like, yeah. Nintendo delays the, like Zelda Breath of the Wild was delayed like fucking four times. And oh yeah out, and it's and it's good oh yeah uh you know like they part of the meme is that they burned a cd project Red, like the most beloved studio in the yeah fucking dude world the witcher franchise is great studio and treated like an indie studio yeah, yeah they like, can't wait like because they darling. came from an indie studio darling we're like they they had to go to the polish government for money to make the witcher uh because that, that was not a franchise before cd project red took it on so, like, they had so much goodwill. And The Witcher 3's fucking amazing. Yeah. And just to watch it all crash and burn with this one release is is kind of bewildering. But I'm like, they made their own fucking bed on this one. Like, I don't feel sympathy for these people. It feels like they needed, like, one more or maybe two more, like, major delays. And not, like, polishing delays and bug-fixing delays, which it feels like kind of those last two were of, like, what, like, one-month push and two-month pushes it's like, yeah. you need like 9, 10, 15 months. Because it's not just, for sure. it's not just bug fixes. Like, there are some problems with the game. Yeah. And I'm sure they had those internal discussions of like, you know, hey, do we put, like, I, it's uh, uh, complete bullshit that they didn't know that it ran like shit oh, yeah, on yeah, current yeah. gen consoles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, they definitely had those discussions of like, do we just push this and make it a next gen exclusive? And it's just a coincidence that we didn't let people use footage. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, only the PC release for reviews. 
Yeah. I remember I started getting worried when they brought Keanu Reeves out for that one E3 conference. And I was like, isn't the game supposed to come out in like less than a year? And they're announcing like this major character addition by this massive like Hollywood celebrity yeah, to off. the game. <laughs> yeah. Keanu's great. Yeah. Does anyone ob- I mean, yeah, that's not the Does anyone object? Is is this not the biggest meme for anyone? I'm gonna say shout out Cooking Mama, but this is my meme. Yeah. I would say shout out yeah. La- the Last of Us stuff. But I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out not even compared. Shout out Last of Us stuff. Like this this is this is a nightmare. At least Last of Us, like, it works. And it's polished. It makes sense. Troy Baker's just an ass. But the, the but this Twitter is timeline around the Last of Us drop was assess spicy. Yeah, <laughs> so bad. Assessful. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Congrats on winning <laughs> the Randy Pitchford biggest meme. Your Gordo is in the mail. Yeah, well deserved. Yes. Yeah. True. Congrats. Hello everyone, my name is Christian, or Chris from Germany as the boys refer to me in the podcast. I'm here to announce the nominees for the 2020 Gordo of the Year. This year, we've seen ambitious launches and ones we have anticipated for years. Games with sophisticated and bold storytelling. Games that were pushing the presentation capabilities of what is now the last-gen consoles to the limit. We also had games that sheltered us emotionally in times of a global pandemic and taken us to worlds beyond our isolated homes. The nominees I'm about to present are a good cross-section of these characteristics. Without further ado, the nominees are as follows. Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Persona 5 Royal, The Last of Us Part 2, Hades, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Animal Crossing, New Horizon, and Cyberpunk 2077. And the 2020 Gordo of the Year Award goes to... It's that time... Once again, the be-all, end-all for all the marbles. The Gordo of the Year. The biggest award anyone can win in any industry, any medium, but we only do it for video games. Before we talk about this, I want to put some rules out there. You know, just for some context, there's some games missing off this this Gordo of the Year list. That's because... We all have vastly different tastes in video games and schedules, so we all aren't aligned on everything. So we've limited it to, you know, games that most of us have played. At least two of us in some cases. So if your favorite game's not here, if fucking Genshin Impact, (laughs) Sam Kingma, if that shit ain't here, I don't know what to tell you. Pacross was robbed again. Yeah, like, Kingma, you gotta come to New Jersey if you want to complain like that. Who else even played Persona 5 Royal? I did. Wow. Let's, you know what? Can we, let's do an audible. I'll put, put Half-Life Alex on there. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I just I'll said. I'll strike it down. Half-Life I'll strike Alex. it down with every fiber in my body. 
Half-Life Alex is on the list. Fucking All right. that's number as long one. as it's on the list, yeah. I'm, I'm fine. A, as long as it's on the list, on as long as it's getting recognition. Five percent of the it's an honor to be nominated for elitists okay. only. Yeah. Let me run through the Gordos we got here before we jump into Sorry. it. Half-Life Alex, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Persona Five: The Royal, uh, Last of Us Two, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Cyberpunk 2077, and Animal Crossing: New Horizons. That's a good list. Yeah, I there's like very, the variety. Uh, yeah, there's some noticeable big guns missing that I don't know yeah. how many Call of us were of Duty, into. Call of Duty Warzone. But... No, Doom well, Eternal. no, the, the the big one is Doom Eternal because Doom Eternal scored higher than like 50% of the games on this list. But we can forgive it. I know people aren't going to fight about Doom Eternal, so fine. I got Half-Life on the list. I'm happy. I think the best place – listen, I don't have the heart. In me in the in the previous years, <laughs> I, we've gone to war over these. I don't have the heart <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Let's start. Let's. Where? What can we start removing? Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Absolutely. That's good for me as well. That's good for me as well. I I have put the most time into it. I think by far on this panel. Uh, I am actually enjoying my time with it a lot. But, uh, boy, I'll be the first to say that game has fucking problems. It is not the best game that came out this year. I agree. It could have been. It could have been. It should have. Could have been. been. Should have been. I mean, honestly, you, it should have been. Say that about any of these games. Yeah. <laughs> How about Miles Morales? Yeah, get Are people shit ready out of to you. have that conversation. Think, okay. Yeah, I think we can remove it. I think it's in my you know top three. Yeah. Uh, it well, is here's just the thing. Just does, does DLC qualify for Game of the Year? Oh, stop. Oh, just stop. <laughs> just stop. <sighs> You've been horny about fucking Halo 3 for your decade. You know? <laughs> uh, I gotta say, I am not finished with, but I think Persona 5 Royal is absolutely incredible. I think it's one of the best games of this year. But I think it's going to be a hard-fought victory, Sam. Now, Andy, hear me out. I say we keep Persona. We we fight for Persona Five Royal a little bit longer, so we have something to bargain with when Robbie okay. like needs to do something, and we'll say we'll get rid of Persona if Robbie gets rid of this. I don't Let's know. I've got I've got my chips. Like I don't think well, I really need. Yeah. Can we say? Let's can we trade Persona Five bandit. Royal and Half Life Alex? I uh, fair. Yeah, let's, let's get them both up because I know Half-Life, I love that game. I think it's the only game on this list that pushes the medium forward in any way. But uh, since I'm the only one that played it, it's got it. It's got to get out there. And to, I, I keep saying that I played it and you're not listening to me. <laughs> you didn't beat it. Now, I didn't I know beat you've it. Got Robbie, the old riff. Do you have to beat a game to, you said, to you really said have it kept an opinion on it? For you because Steam VR doesn't work with like the old quest or it the worked, old riff. It worked all right. I just like, I don't know. I didn't like having the quest hooked up, so I never beat it. So, yeah, it's get those IR sensors on your desk. It sucks. Now, Robbie, let me before. Sorry, let me derail this. I can play somehow Half Life on my Quest Two. Yeah, I just have to hook it up oh. to my PC and run it like as a Steam thing. Yeah, that is yeah. So that is definitely happening. I am so excited to play this game. I just haven't yet. Yeah, we can we can restart this discussion once you play exactly. it. Exactly. Because I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> Gordos are final, so sorry, Gabe. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you <laughs> actually can't buy this game anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's been yeah. delisted from the PSN. <laughs> yeah. Like a Dragon, Gordo of the Year, good? Yes. I got to be yes. honest with you. I think you know me. 
I know you. Know, you. <laughs> you know I was coming ready. I to see fucking, what else is on this list. I, you know I was coming ready to die for Animal Crossing. Yakuza, I think, beats Animal Crossing. Maybe. I, you got to keep these. No, I can't. Isabel's going to flash a little doe eyes at you and you'll be like, okay. well, hold on a minute. You have a role to play. I'll, yeah. I'll pull back. I'll pull back. We'll we can, Joker maybe we can prod somewhere else. So I, I have a prediction as to what's going to win just based on ranked voting. But I am also ready to die for Like a Dragon because this mm-hmm. game is fucking Well, amazing. here's the thing. I don't think that like we need to even talk about Like a Dragon yet. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's fine. Hands off. Yeah, I think. All right, so we gotta we gotta talk about what we're getting off next. Exactly. Let's go. I think we can get rid of the Last of Us Two. I think it's a great game, but just reading the room, does anyone end up picking that game any further? Yeah, I do. I mean, do you want me? To, is not, this where I is this where I make my case for it? Well, okay. Let's, you know what? There's resistance. Are yeah. are any of these going to be cut without resistance? Is anyone going to fight for Ghost of Tsushima? A little bit. Mm. All I right. It was a fantastic game. I really enjoyed okay. my time with it. Let's get rid of Ghost of Tsushima. Why play Assassin's okay. Creed Valhalla when you can play Ghost of Tsushima? This is my last Valhalla's word. Good. Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fair. Get rid of good it. game. Done. Incredible game. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. A really good one of those. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. We're down. Okay. To, yeah. We're down to four. Four, I think, great games. Yeah. Animal Crossing, I'm ready. Hades, Last of Us Two, and Yakuza. This is a top four. These are, I think, what the best ready? four games of the year. I'm ready to put my cards on the table. Do it. I don't know if we're at that point. Do it. For I mean, me, the winner it. is Hades. Me putting my cards on the table. I like Hades. I don't like it as nearly as much as everybody else I think liked. I just don't think I'm a roguelike person. I respect it. It's just not me. It's not a game I go crazy for. That's where I'm at on it. I, I, there, I would pick Hades over... At least one other game on this list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Other thoughts? I I really like Hades. And Hades fluctuates between my top three spot. Within where in that top three. I didn't play Yakuza. And I, I, I know Yakuza is going to be good. So I'm not going to sit here and like preemptively shit talk it. But my top three are the other three games. Um... And it's very fluid, but Animal Crossing is feels like what my soul. It feels right, but I really like Hades, and The Last of Us Two was a thing. It was a thing. It exists. I think it's really good. It's just it's a that's a whole thing. Robbie, let's say you don't go Yakuza. What's your runner-up? My runner-up is Hades. Um, I think Hades is fantastic. I think that it, it didn't leave as much of an impact for me as something like Yakuza or Alex, where, you know, I beat it. I wasn't thinking about it for a whole, like, I don't think the plot of Hades was that great. I think that the design of Hades was fantastic. Um, the art style is great. The music is great. And it's such a satisfying gameplay loop. Um, but yeah, if, since I cannot vote for Half-Life Alex anymore, 
it's probably going to be like a dragon for me is my quarter of the year because this game is it's it's a it's a great um iteration on the yakuza formula where (laughs) i forget who said it but they described yakuza stories as like sopranos episodes (laughs) interspersed with like simpsons moments Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it is it's such a good tone it's easy to play this game for hours on end because it's like the the pacing is spot on like you have a lot of amazing drama really well done cutscenes. that's also hilarious uh from time to time you have all these mini games to keep the gameplay diversity um up there and the the business management mini game so good i mean in the business management mini game your employee can be a roomba (laughs) (laughs) say no more and you bring him to the shareholders meeting and he attacks the shareholders as like a defense like yes it it's incredible i mean the game has so much heart to it like i don't think there's been an like as emotion and nobody talks about the emotion in this game or like Mm -hmm. the performances the side quests it's unbelievable not to mention like it's an rpg for a game that's been a beat up for 15 years. Yeah, and the uh, battle mechanics are great. It works yep. so well for this adaptation. And it came out of like a fucking April Fool's joke. Um, but it's also just like the, the story is a, like surprisingly um, just like socially aware. Like I was not expecting that going into this game. Yep. Just like the, the class uh, strativism of Japan being like the focal point of this game's story. Like it's it's crazy. It's It's so good. I love this game. Yeah, Hades and I think, is my is my second best choice, but Yakuza so, is amazing. So Andy, would you be? Are you just effectively turning your back on Animal Crossing, for sure? Like, would I be the only one fighting for Animal Crossing? No, I think that knowing where we're at, I think Yakuza. There, right? Yakuza's out. I don't know that. If no nobody else is going to vote, because I think only me and Andy played it, right? Yeah. Whereas Animal Crossing, more of us have played it. Yeah, I think I'm the only one that didn't play Animal Crossing, right? Yeah. Let's talk about Animal Crossing. Let's not Sammy, even... what's your top two here? Or, yeah, let's do that. My top two are Animal Crossing and Last of Us 2. I am very excited to play uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, I, I've, I've tried maybe Kiwami, maybe Zero, whichever one. Didn't get super into it, but it's something I definitely want to get back to. Hades, I think I'm in the same boat as Andy. Like, those just, like, games maybe aren't what I'm looking for in a game. Um, If I'm reading the room, then I feel like Hades is out. Andy not that into it. Sammy not that into it. It's not Elmer's pick. I mean, if... I'm... I would... Does Hades out-survive... Does Animal Crossing out-survive Hades? Because that influences, I guess, which one I pick, right? Well, Andy would have some I, Animal I, Crossing support. Yeah, so would Sam if Last of Us is out. Damn, yeah. rest in peace, Hades? I mean, for real? I mean, I'm shocked. I thought Hades was going to number one. I, I actually so. thought Hades was, was going to win before we recorded. I, I thought too. people were more into that. Another okay. Hades. So is Last of Us, who else is voting for Last of Us? Can I? I mean, I think that's going to come off too. Yeah. Can I give my I case for The Last of Us 2? Do yeah. it. Like, Tell us, Troy. <laughs> Now, if yeah. you don't like The Last of the Us 2, you're a big piece of shit, <laughs> is basically what I'm saying. No, you're a big I just like, in terms of pushing video games as like 
a genre like beyond like a video game i think it, it did is like one of the first games where it really like the story i feel like was incredibly well told and could only be told as like a video game and just like the like the raw emotion i think in like those that last well okay the second to last like sort of scene i think really did it for me just like when you're can, can, are we are we full are we full spoilering no i don't need to okay there's that scene where you're playing as one character fighting another character who is very beloved and it's like i don't want to do this has any other game made you make you feel like those sorts of like emotions before don't give me that fucking face robbie a loaded question. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be polite to stay quiet and not fight you on this, but boy, well, there's a lot there's to not, unpack in those not, statements. There's not been a fight. It's whatever he's saying. Um, but what other game has made you feel like us, that emotionally the charged? Is, the Last of Us performances were, you know, fucking pretty elite. Um, you know, I I think there's something. About at the end of the day, the game is only so much fun to play. And I mean by fun, I mean it like not actually fun, but like engaging. Is it and enjoying to play with these mechanics, right? And that is where The Last of Us doesn't, you know, execute, you know, at the same level that it executes like everything else, right? Yeah. It's kind of the GTA thing in a way too, right? Where like those games only feel so good. I will say it does, it is like a naughty dog game, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I just like, I also think to, to your point, Sam, I think that some of their storytelling could have been a bit sharper if it had been shorter. Uh, And I think so too. It's just, I think it really like that build up to like, just that feeling of fucking emptiness that we all got when that game was over. I don't know. There's something about the fact that it was a marathon. Like I, I, that's what I've I've kind of took away the most from the game was just like I don't know what it was, man. But there's something th- that I was sitting with when I beat the game that was fucking something. That's it a, definitely manipulated I people. I feel like in ways that well, games I mean, that's, don't typically that's manipulate fucking art. people. Like just shit makes you feel things, you know. Yeah. Good I way. Think... You you boiled art down to its base element. <laughs> yeah, Congrats. that is. Shit makes you feel things. I think the biggest detractor for me for The Last of Us is the... I felt like it went on too long. Way too long. And I feel like that was the whole theme. Like, I, I can't wait for this game to be over. Uh, I, I liked the story stuff. I don't know if it hit me as hard. Um, I think that they had to introduce a whole new character and give her you reason to care about her and that's why the whole game is is so long and it just uh, didn't work so i feel like that is maybe a, a little bit of a, a rough spot but i, I think, think it's, it's a, a very game. impressive game and yeah. i re- enjoyed my time with it immensely it's but it's not my it's my third game. favorite on here okay i've said my piece we can get rid of it yeah if we're also getting rid of hades <clears throat> you just want to drag me down yeah i mean i i think you know sam wasn't into this game uh or genre andy wasn't into this game or genre uh and and i think elmer's got one foot out the door well Well, let's wait wait, wait. let me let me let me show you the situation we're in right now if we 
say don't cut Hades, w- cut Animal Crossing, it's a stalemate and Sam has to break it. On why would we cut Animal Crossing right yeah, now? Yeah, who, who wants, wants no, to cut Sam, Animal Sam played no, Animal Crossing, but he didn't play Hades, or he didn't play Yakuza. That's what I'm saying. If we cut, like, if we don't want to cut Hades yet, we could cut Animal... Like, I'm just saying the situation, the scenarios. Here. Okay, the situation. okay. How come it's always down to fucking me? Play more games, Sam. <laughs> I feel like I'm. Not, I feel like I'm. I'm not gonna win the Hades versus Animal Crossing if those are the two it's down to. And so I'm. I'm happy to. To bow out of that, clear the way for this down, or a uh, uh, stare down. I just was really not. Even though I'm kind of part of the problem, I was really not expecting this. The art is incredible. The music yeah, is incredible. Music. It's a super tight roguelike that actually like brings a story into this genre in like a way that completely makes sense even after you get out and like complete the run quote unquote lots of different things to to adjust the difficulty after you get out i mean i've got like 80 hours in this fucking game man all the weapons feel incredible all the different variants of the weapons feel incredible all of the different heat things that you can do to like change up the game and uh, uh, make it more difficult or make the enemies tougher, make your ammo less. It's an incredible game. Like it's a really, really incredible game. So good. Yeah. And if that's now, the last I'll, we say I'll, about I'll it, throw my head. I'll throw my head onto Hades since it seems like there's no way Yakuza is going to win game of the year since only me and Andy have played it. You guys are speaking passionately about Yakuza though. Yeah, yeah we were, but it's also like, you know, this is politics, baby. Uh, I know, so but I gotta, I'm, I'm, I gotta I'm, get, I'm telling like, you right now, I'm a swing vote. I'm trying to put the olive branch out there that I could, oh, I could get crazy. <laughs> yeah, five swing depending votes. on what happens. I just me. don't, I just don't want to give Animal Crossing the chance to win. Why not? You know, because Animal Crossing is just. Uh, Did you play it? It's animal. I played the first Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's the I've, same I've, thing. I've, okay. I played okay. the first Yakuza. Um, Twenty years ago. Okay. So, like, the thing with Animal Crossing is. That game has been there for me all year. I've come back to that game in a way that I haven't had a relationship with the game since Siege in, like, 2017. You know, like, I just had a good flow with the game. And it, at the, it was just always, it, it, was, it was so reliable. I had shit to do all the time. I always, like, complained about it, but I all my complaints were only complaints that apply to someone who plays it as much as I do. Um, Andy's seen my village. Like, I've, I got into, like, crazy shit looking on, online at people's uploaded designs. I, I remade Dodger Stadium in my fucking thing, and it looks like a cool baseball park. Um, this game was just I mean, so dude, much dude, when the, when the pandemic started, like, hot and heavy, it was, like, my reason to get up in the morning. Yeah. He's like, I gotta see what's in the shop. This, yeah. yeah like, dude, how many, how many lives did Animal Crossing save? Like, yeah. Yeah. And just, like, it was, I, it, it was everybody. We were going to fucking, uh, like, Amber's Island. We were going to fucking every Lexi's day. Island. Yeah. Mel's Island. Well, yeah. how many, what are your bells worth? <laughs> or your turnips? Oh, did you upgrade the shop today? I got it today. I'll get it tomorrow. Like, this this game was fucking exactly what we needed. Dunking on blathers. And, and this could be the same thing next year, too. That prospect is awesome. The fact that, like, the, the, they handled the holiday stuff pretty well throughout. They got better. Yeah, and, and I think eggs. that... I think that there's room to add more and improve the game. I think the game does have some issues. 
Uh, and, you know, they've said they're going to continue to support it. But I think, I don't know, it feels like what games, what I want from games, like, I felt j- literal joy for this game. And, like, the fact that we woke up and, like, fucking texted each other and, like, <laughs> oh, like, that is, when do we, we never have fucking games we can do that with. Like, legitimately excited to go fucking hang out and fucking see what each other have and I mean, Sammy, it's I got a ninja game, head but... piece in my store. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> and then we all run over and we're all doing fucking stupid bow animations. <laughs> and Andy's digging I holes got a around jersey. me. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, in, in my, in my... Have you guys ever played Minecraft? Yeah, yeah we played Minecraft. Mm. Minecraft doesn't have half the charm as Animal yeah. Crossing. Yeah, in my, in my mind, there's no Apples other... Apples and oranges. Other than the games that, that I wanted to win... <laughs> That guy that I mercifully decided to cut, mm-hmm. then I, I, I think there's no other choice but Animal Crossing. Like I'm sure Hades is a good game. I'm sure Yakuza is a good game, but the pure, just like joy and like gaminess of this game, I think is exactly what we needed, and it just like the fact that, the fact that, three years after the Switch launched. And you couldn't find a switch because people wanted him to play his fucking game is like reason enough to bananas to give it to it. It's it's almost like 2020's Pokemon Go yeah. equivalent where it's like it was a fucking phenomenon. And I, I want to say real quick as a testament to Yakuza. I felt the same things I feel about Animal Crossing about Yakuza. Like I actually felt joy playing <laughs> Yakuza. The game brought me happiness. Yeah, your uh, heart woke up. It is like you know, uh, there is legitimate things in that game that like made me laugh and smile and and are charming, like Animal Crossing is, uh, in different ways. But you know, yeah, I stay up until three a.m. every night just to play Ichiban's story and see where it takes him. I'm just like, I can't. I've, I haven't had a game do this to me in a long time. I know that sound effect really well. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, Hades. Goodbye, Hades. Can we at least do that. Thank you for your service. You'll. Oh man, you, you, you are a... indie games, right? You never stood a chance. You are a picture <laughs> of uh, early access success. Yeah, beautiful yeah. success story. Watch the no clip Hades documentary. They're releasing the final episode uh, next week. That shit is real good. That's very good. That. So we're down to two. I think we're down to one. I, I think it's. Where are you on this, Andy? I am curious. I want an official vote out of you between your two children. I think it's got to go to Animal Crossing. I think. I'm so disappointed. I was hoping you would get cast to swing for Yakuza. This is a, this is honestly the toughest gourd I've ever had to to decide. But harder than Monster Hunter. I definitely harder than Monster Hunter. <laughs> Yeah, because Monster Hunter was clearly the winner of that year. It also wasn't... I didn't feel as strongly about any of the other games against Monster Hunter. Um, this is, it, It's fucking tough. I loved both of these games 110%. Uh, but Animal Crossing is, like, my favorite thing in, in ever. Uh, and this is, you know... This was bigger and better Animal Crossing than I probably could have asked for uh, when we probably needed it most. So I think Animal Crossing... You wouldn't think they, like, planned it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fucking Doug Bowser, man. Holy mm. shit, dude. 
Really makes you think. Really makes you think, huh? Where was he? Are we done here, boys? Is this is this four to one? Yeah, I think so, man. Thank you so much, Blathers, for your service. Thank you, Blathers. Who the fuck is Blathers? Bro, oh, he's yeah. the owl, right? Yeah. This yeah, is the yeah. first Gordo to books. to Nintendo, I think, right? Last year was Monster Hunter. No. Last, Last year, year was, was Control. Yeah. Control. Yeah. The year oh, before that fuck. was Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah. I can't be that Time upset because we up, had, dude. yeah, we had Monster Hunter Control. I guess I can't be that mad being the only dissenter this year. Yeah, you got you got to feel the pain. Control was so good. Control coming Control to PC so Game Pass. Yep. Mm-hmm. I played that shit on a launch Xbox too, so I'm excited to actually see Damn. the game Ready running. Ready for an upgrade? Yeah. <laughs> what am I missing with that game? Ah, oh, everything. Animal Thank Crossing. you, Reggie. Yep. Animal Crossing gets the Gordo of the Year. Thank you, Reggie. Thank you, Doug. Congrats. Thank you to all of our villagers and, uh, and the people who came and visited our towns mm -hmm. and our islands. Deirdre, I think about you all the time. Thank you for my birthday. Congrats. Somebody sent over some movies about an ogre. They look like they might be pretty gray. The main character is Shrek in his swamp. Looks like a wreck, but he's got layers like a parfait. Well, they made four movies and they're all pretty groovy. Farquaad's lame, but Fiona's a beauty. Didn't make sense just to watch us one. We're watching all the movies until we are done. So much to say, so much to see. Who's your favorite character, Donkey? This car has no brakes. In the morning, I'm making pancakes or waffles. Hey now, gonna watch Shrek. Every single one hit play. Hey now, we don't give a heck. Those bugs look gourmet. So look out, better hit the deck. Here it comes now, all hands on track.